0: <laughs> what a day to come back, huh? Remember, I don't know if, if many of you have uh, been listening to what I've been, been, been talking about the past few months, but when uh, Joan Laporta once again started running for the presidency of Barcelona... People forgot about how he left. People forgot about how things ended up with him. Now, there's an. Can we blame him entirely for what's happened? No, 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 no. He he came into a bad situation. And actually, as a matter of fact, you, as a Barcelona fan, one, be or, or those that are Barcelona fans, I guess you could say, should be extremely happy. That someone like Juan Laporta decided to step in and deal with something that was just whatever trite expression you want to use, a ticking time bomb, a hot potato, whatever you want to call it, you know, a hot rod, or you know, hot metal rod, as they say in some cultures. Because to be quite honest with you, all of the above are qualified for exactly that. It's really confusing. To see how things change from one minute to the next. And the reason I say that was... For the past month, people were talking about... Or more than a month. More, more like a month and a half now. Almost two months going into January. Well, yeah. it been about a month and a half. Okay, fine. My math isn't that good. Assume. June 30th rolls around. June 30th passes. And no contract was signed. Of course, it's forgivable because... Quite, you know, quite honestly, unless honestly, thinking about something else. He's thinking about Copa America, he's thinking about the Argentine national team, he's thinking about World Cup qualifiers. He has another focus that has him mentally elsewhere. And he needed to be in that elsewhere because his team needed him at that point. He did have his entourage taking care of things. There was talk about, yeah, it's gonna be signed today, it's gonna be signed next week. It, the announcement's gonna be made next week, it's gonna be made at the end of the week, it's gonna be made Friday. And with every announcement, it was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. It's confirmed. Both sides have come to an agreement. Both sides are here. Fine. But then all of a sudden, in the past, I guess, 24 hours, maybe less, maybe more, depending on where you are in this part of the world, all of a sudden, it's not going to happen. And again, I heard a lot of journalists, I've heard a lot of colleagues say, well, you know, it's a power play. studied communication one thing that you don't want to do when you're trying to make a statement of that ilk is to upset the person you're trying to communicate with trying to anger them trying to get your way by pressuring them into a situation that they have the upper hand in you have to remember a lot of times This is the same league that said, okay, Cristiano Ronaldo can leave. The same league, the same president, Javier Tebas, and I happened to be there when he said it. He he said, well, if Cristiano Ronaldo leaves, he leaves. The league continues. And to a certain extent, you have to be agreeing with Javier Tebas. What's going to happen? Leo Messi leaves, Cristiano Ronaldo leaves, and what, no more Spanish league? No, they're going to have to reinvent themselves and and, and evolve or, or, or see where they go. That, that for sure. So when you, when you look at it from that perspective, it is exactly that that ends up making people very frustrated in terms of what this whole odyssey has been because people have been told Messi's coming back. Messi will return to Barcelona. So much so that he was intent. He even he said he was coming back. He was intent on coming back. His purpose was to come back. And then you hear uh, Raccoon, you hear... Uh, radio Catalunya. you hear all, all the Spanish radio. And they were, Messi was intent when he came back from vacation on Wednesday. He was ready to do all the paperwork today, Thursday, to join his team tomorrow, Friday. That didn't happen. And, and Forget if you're Leo Messi or, or not. If you're a, just a normal person coming into a job and all, all of a sudden that happens... It throws you for a loop. I don't care who you are. That—that's the problem. The way all—all all of this was handled was handled poorly. And if you would have seen the Emerson Realm uh, press conference, then you started. Then you might have started scratching your head a little bit. Hmm, maybe it's not as clear and cut as you're thinking because. There's been a lot of words of grandiosity by Joan Laporta. Now, in that aspect, he is at fault. Because he was leading a lot of people on down a path that he couldn't promise. But remember, his main campaign promise prior to the elections at Barcelona. I'm going to re-sign Leo Messi. Remember all the Bureau facts, everything that occurred back in 2020. Him not wanting to be at the club... The potential offer from Manchester City. The potential offer from Paris Saint-Germain. All of those things going on. He did not want to be there. Now, of course, Laporta comes in. A person of Messi's confidence comes in. And, of course, that changes a little bit. How does that look uh, in terms of Laporta coming in and saying, Yeah, I-, I will guarantee you that Leo Messi will come back. And it does not happen. For... X or Y reason, but it didn't happen. And the fan doesn't care the reasons why it didn't happen. The fans care that it didn't happen and you didn't make it happen. And, and that's been the big problem. And, and again, going back to the whole issue of the power play, how can you do something like that? How can you go in and, and, and issue a statement? Not only issue the statement, number one, you also put out a tribute video where that's almost seven minutes long. And on top of that, then you put a second statement out going against the agreement that you were in favor of earlier in the day. That makes sense to you? Does that make sense to you in any way, shape, or form? I say this because earlier in the day and yesterday, everybody was in favor. Oh, yeah, you know, great injection of money, 2.7 billion euros coming in, and yeah, we need that money. And now all of a sudden, no, Real Madrid... And- and it's going, it's such a coincidence that Real Madrid, almost at the same time as they send a statement out, Bar- as Barcelona, excuse me, as Barcelona sends out the statement saying Messi's no longer with the team, Real Madrid comes out and puts out a statement too saying that they're against it. Then you start saying, hmm, there's something wrong here. Something doesn't quite fit. Two and two is equaling five. Why? Yeah, and, and of course, the power play argument does have some merit. If you look at it from that perspective, but how much merit? How much merit can we give them when you do something like that? Because you're basically—I mean, one thing we can all agree—it is a drastic move, and if it doesn't work, it's going to work out very badly, and it's going to hinder you for a long time. If this—I mean, if 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 this power play works, or or whatever it's called, or whatever you want to look at it as. It is a stroke of genius, and Joan Laporta should be president of Barcelona. He should be president of the world with that type of ballsy diplomacy, if you want to call it that. If it works out, it doesn't look like it because everything you hear from people that are close to Messi, everything you hear in every single report point of no return, impossible, improbable, very difficult, nearly impossible. Because, mind you, it's such a unique situation where you're trying to fit in a $75 million a year contract into a, a, a situation where you have to fit them in into a salary cap, is, uh, basically. And this was a long time coming, folks. Let's not be foolish. Let's not be stupid. Let's not be, oh, well, because it benefits my team, then I'll kind of ignore it, put it on the side. It's been it's been bound to happen for years because Barcelona and Real Madrid were the ones that are getting away with everything. Of course, now we can say, yeah, you know, Manchester City, yeah, I say, it. Manchester City throws problem, throws money at their problems or at their shortcomings, if you want to call it that. Well, we didn't win the Champions League. Ah, right, let's spend another four hundred million to see if we can win it next year. Same thing with PSG. Same thing with all those big clubs with big pockets. Barcelona, Real Madrid are a different reality. Well, I shouldn't say post-pandemic because we're still in it. At least here in Florida, there was over 20,000 cases today. But it's a different reality. These teams were completely, or especially Barcelona, was completely just decimated by the pandemic. I mean, the players that they've been able to get have been through free transfers. It's not that they're forking over big money to get Kunaguero at 33 no they didn't get him. they got him for free same thing with Memphis Depay that's the situation that this team is in speaking of which now if you look at Barcelona from a forward perspective you have Antoine Griezmann, Martin Breithwaite, Ousmane Dembele, Ansu Fati, Sergio Aguero and of course Memphis doesn't i mean it, it's it's could be formidable sure why not but it doesn't strike fear into the hearts of many because of one name going forward yeah they, they look like they can score a few goals here and there but their big problem is still defensively their big problem is still in the middle their big problem is that you don't have the guy that pretty much was the leader in assist the past god knows how many years that's the big problem there and it's not only the goals that are being scored, it's the goals that are that need to be created. How's that going to work out? But of course, what I say on the pitch is quite obvious. The fact that Barcelona still haven't been able to get a Felipe Cochino, of Antoine Griezmann, of Ousmane Dembele, of Martin Braithwaite. Uh, I'm thinking oh, um, uh, Samuel Umtiti. Again, I'm talking off the top of my head right now. Mirlen Pjanic as well. Those types of players, none of them have been able to be sold. Those salaries still count. That money still, you know, counted towards. And they haven't been able to sell any of them. So there's not much of an option for Barcelona at this stage of the game. And and that's the big problem for for Juan Laporta. He knows that. He understands that. And he sees that that reality is pretty much the big one that, that is going to harm Barcelona now. If Messi doesn't come, if Messi, for some reason, is not going to come, and we already know that that is a concrete possibility, or probability now, or likelihood, or reality, I guess we could say, then what do we do? Somewhere in Madrid, Jolo Simeone must be laughing his ass off right now. But at the same time, he knows that the onus is on him. Oh, if there's a person that does not like being the favorite is Diego Simeone. And right now, by default, Atleti are the team that you can just say, Hey, you know what? Just start putting just start, you know, getting the haircut and everything else because the season's gonna be pretty much Academic. It's just going to be a formality, at least in the minds of many. I don't I mean, I know I'm exaggerating saying it's a formality, but let's be quite honest with, with the whole situation here that Atletico Madrid is the prohibited favorite to win, yet again, the league title. But that's not the big problem. The problem is what happens outside of Spain. What happens in the Champions League? What happens there? You start seeing a, you know, La Liga was the league that was pretty much face-to-face, head-to-head, and actually pounding the Premier League, in head-to-head competition when you looked at every single tournament that was going on. What was it? Since 2000, even going into 2020, I think La Liga, out of the 40, I'm talking about between UEFA slash Europa League and the Champions League, La Liga won half the titles. That's not going to happen anymore. There's a different reality now whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not too. So so where do we end up here? We end up seeing that these big teams were inflated and when things were going well economically, they just didn't know how to handle things. They ended up throwing and spending money in an unnecessary manner. And again, like I said, the transfers like Griezmann, like Dembele, those types of, of, of transfers that came in and, and many, oh, God, you know, Denis Suarez, and you start looking at Paco Alcácer. I mean, name. Keep naming them. You keep naming them and naming them and naming them and naming them. And you see exactly what I'm talking about. Well, Cochino, who's one of them? Another one. You know, that's the big problem. The money that they spent and spent and overspent and spent much recklessly now those wage bills have really put them in a bind because of the debt because of all of those things that they've been procuring and being able to 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 sit on without a problem now it's a reality shit got real folks shit got real for barcelona and real madrid now what do you do at least with at least with madrid they say, okay, fine. You know what? Let, let's start looking at the infrastructure. Let's start looking at the stadium. Let's start looking at this and that and this. And and say, fine. At the sacrifice of their the team. Yeah. Cause let's be honest, Madrid ain't all that either. So any Madrid fan that's gonna start talking about Barcelona, they better start looking at their own squad. Especially in the midfield. As that team gets A year older and the midfield's already a year older and at this time you can start multiplying it by four or five is how it's getting older in the midfield but again i don't want to talk about madrid that's that's for another time and point but this was just wow when the news first came out let me be completely honest I, i i waited and i said you know mark reported it let me just sit back and wait Because to be honest with you, at times, I'm and I I say it, man, you know, and I I know, I know who I worked for and I know where I've been in in terms of my profession, but I'm very honest in terms of how I got there and where I've worked and my approach and people that I worked with knew that approach. So it's not, it wasn't that I was just sitting back and and, and taking, no, people knew exactly what it would, how I felt. But when Marca came out with the report, I was very wary because I know that I know of the interests that are within Spanish media and trying to rattle the opposing cage. As soon as Raccoon came out, then, ooh, okay, it's on. And of course, then everything started rolling. And then, of course, the news and everything else, it was just that little, that little drop. And as soon as it came out and everything else started rolling, then you knew you're like, oh, it's on. People are talking about Messi just being absolutely distraught. And, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him for being upset and pissed off and everything else because it didn't work out. Because he was told one thing. You heard Laporta saying 20 other things. Ah, it's all good. It's going to happen. And then again, what is Laporta going to say? No, man, we're screwed. He loses credibility right away. Just being on the job, what is it now? Five months, being president of the club. I mean, you. you I mean, what else could he say? Yeah, well, but the other issues, and 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 it would have been interesting. Hey, if this happens, then we're gonna have a problem. If if you're given everything, and of course, as a president, and and when you're trying to communicate an idea, then you end up kind of exposing yourself you you can only communicate a certain amount of things you can't go and, and and be too communicative because of that because you end up getting buried one way or another if you if you express in in vague details you're screwed if you go and and are very detailed in what you express that too so, so I understand the situation that that um, Joan Laporta went through. But then again, the fact that they're saying that there are certain players that they didn't even know was going on, that there are players that even thought, that, hey, you know, he's as good as gone. Or is he coming back? Or is he not coming back? So, so if, if all of this is happening within the club, what the hell is going on? That was the big question that I had after all, reading all this. What's going on? does it affect me any now it doesn't affect me it's just surprising that it went from is is almost done to whoop it ain't happening in no time flat that's the big problem that's the big deal that's where people have a problem and i completely understand that part from a fan perspective i would be absolutely furious because fans people were super excited That Juan Laporta was coming on board again. And like I said before... You gotta know your history, man. You gotta know what happened the first time around. People just only remember the trophies. But people forget what happened afterwards. People forget why he wasn't elected the first time... Outside of people being a bit dense... And being carried by the momentum of having won a treble back in 2015... People remembered at the time. The thing is that they're six years apart of a trouble that ended up going downhill and things went to shit at Barcelona. So then at that point, anything was better than Bartomeu. At this point, you know, it's not that bad, but at least you see Laporta trying to make an effort. But this is a big strike against him. And, and as a matter of fact... If I may be so brave, this could be. If it doesn't revert or if there's not an agreement or something, something in the midnight hour that ends up being changed and agreed upon, which right now looks highly unlikely, if this ends up being the way it is right now, this is the beginning of the end for Joan Laporta.